<laughs> Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. It's been so long since I've talked with you guys, since I've talked to Greg on the mic. We've had so much going on in our personal lives, honestly, in the sports world, whether it comes to USA with the whole the CONCACAF and the Gold Cup. It's been kind of crazy over there. We got Messi coming to America, but we're really here for the New York Jets, man. The New York Jets, Greg, when when there's when there's an offseason, there's no offseason for the New York Jets. I mean, yeah. we, we had it with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We, this Right now, we're supposed to be focusing on the Knicks in the Summer League. That kind of, that was like a quick, quick fuel. Yep. Um, and that burned off fast. And it's back, right back to the Jets, man. We started off with the Aaron Rodgers coming in hot. Uh, whether he's going to get traded or not, finally gets traded, comes into camp when he's never been to camp before. And the <laughs> old days, all the rookies are in town. Everybody's talking about Brees Hall coming off injury, Garrett Wilson, the new guy, right? Oh, there's so much buzz, so much hype as there should be. Now we're in the lull of the season. We said that Quinn Williams has to get done. And boy, oh boy, Greg, did Quinn Williams <laughs> get done. Thank God. Thank God. We're going to get to the hard knock stuff. We're going to get to all of the, the hoopla surrounding the New York Jets. But just thank God this one fuse was put to bed before we report in, in a week. We report yeah. in one week, Greg. We start early. We start early because of the Hall of Fame game. It's crazy. What are your thoughts, man? Quinn Williams and... What up, Astros off the chain, bro? I missed you guys. I, I, yeah, I, I miss yeah. talking Jets, man. Yeah, yeah. Find us live. Come in, chat with us. I mean, dude, the, the smile on Cubo's face says it all. He's smiling. I'm smiling. We're all smiling. I mean, it wasn't about the money, but damn, he's the second highest paid defensive <laughs> tackle of the league behind Aaron Donald. And I think rightfully so. I mean, we've talked about it. I've talked about it. He needed to be productive last year. You know, his production is top of the league. I think one of the, you know, one of the graphics that was really going around Twitter a lot was, you know, the sack win rate or whatever the metric was with Q will on the field. The Jets were first. We were 31st without him on the field. Like that's just how important he is to this defense. As long as he's healthy and he's motivated and he's out there fighting, we're one of the top defenses in the league. So to your point to get this done and squared up before we get into all the drama that a lot of teams are going through right now with, People not getting paid, people, you know, not taking deals, whatever it is. We got this huge, huge contract figured out. It's great for us. I think it's a decent contract overall. It's not crazy money any one year. Looks kind of favorable. So I'm happy, man. I'm very happy. He's a young guy, you know, top guy out of Alabama. He, he showed it last year. We just need to keep this. We need this Q will every year for the next four years. We can't slip back to Q will from two years ago or three years ago. I, I, oh, that's, that's a great point. And no one wants to bring that up because we are, we have the, we call it orange and blue glasses on MSG. I guess here it's what? Gotham green and stealth black yeah, yeah. <laughs> glasses, uh, that we're rocking here when we're thinking about Quinn Williams because of his unbelievable season. And we're talking, we're talking contract. It was his contract year, man. It was his yeah. contract year and he absolutely crushed it. We talked about the cap a lot. Going into the season, right? We had a lot of what should the Jets do? What is this looking like here? When it came to Quinn and Williams, it's great with this contract because this year it stays the same. Yep. Nothing changes with this year. It's an extension that starts next season. What's fantastic is when you really look at it, it's actually just a two year guaranteed deal. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's just a, it's, it's 61 million, it's $61 million. In twenty the 2020, 24 season and the twenty twenty five season sixty mil. After that, we can get off nine point eight mil. After that, I can get off at five mil, which he's going to want an extension by then, obviously, right? So that's what they were fighting about. Uh, that was all the news that they were fighting about that fifth year. It looks like they kind of both won because, yeah, sure, it's 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 a fake fifth year. Quinn Williams is not going to be get. I know it's a thirty million dollar cap hit, but it's four million dollars off the dead cap. I'm sure that's going to. Uh, be restructured in some sort of way if uh, Quinn Williams is still at a high pace. What I really thought was interesting was a nice little uh, tidbit that came from uh, Brad from Spotrack. 
he mentioned in his article today in over the cap. Uh, yeah. And also Jason on over the cap.com. They both had it. Um, talked about what the patience of the New York Jets brought with this deal. And this is a little nitty gritty, a little specific, but if you want to just a quick note, the Jeffrey Simmons deal, the other defensive tackle. Yep. His partial guarantee for 2025 vests in March of 2025 as opposed to a year earlier, 2024. We, we copied that and put that in the Quinn Williams deal. Another thing is the Dexter Lawrence deal has a really high per game roster bonus. So his checks are per week rather than up front. And we kind of stole that as well. So, you know, there was a lot of posturing uh, by the media where it was like, What's the point of the Jets waiting? We all know what he's going to get paid. The market's already set. Let's just get this done, right? The Jets are just, uh, they're basically playing with fire. But it looks like they took some precedent, even though it doesn't, like, you know, to the average Joe, it's not a big deal. But for the Jets and their finances, it is a big deal because don't forget that Aaron Rodgers cap hit. <laughs> that one million <laughs> cap hit. And now all we're hearing in the background is Aaron Rodgers really told them it's a three-year deal. Right. It's a three year commitment. So things are going to change here. Things are going to move around here. So it is interesting to keep it flexible. I'm really happy Quinton Williams is signed. Yeah. First, first round pick since Mo Wilkerson to get extended. Do you think JD did it with Garrett Wilson and Sauce? Do you think both those guys? I mean, I know it's early to talk about it. Still a few years until this has to come up, but do you think we have more first round picks on the roster that are going to get extended? Do you think that we're trending in the right direction on first round picks? Or do you think maybe over the next year or two, we're going to learn some things about some guys <laughs> and we're in a bad spot with first round picks still? So the Charlie Ward curse is officially broken. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have finally re-signed a first round pick. I am hyped about that. You mentioned Sauce Gardner. You mentioned Garrett Wilson. Two very interesting positions. Okay, because two seconds ago, Greg, you talked about how some people today, right, on Monday, July 17th, on franchise tag deadline day, didn't get yep. re-signed. Those were all running backs, right? We could talk about that in a little bit, when, especially when it comes to a player like Brees Hall, who, coming off an injury, that's it. It's, it's almost like that's it. Even if he has 2,000 yards every single season, gets the most touchdowns, he's still not going to get the highest contract, which is crazy. No, he's right. He's early second round. So he loses that fifth year option or whatever, like a lot of the first rounders want. So he's it's in crazy. a tough spot. It's really crazy, right? So yeah. we're talking about the wide receiver position and the, and the cornerback position. When it's time, they're going to get paid. Like yeah. in my opinion, like I don't, I don't even think it's a question. Actually, I believe that the Jets are posturing now with their contracts so that when Sauce is ready to get extended, when Garrett Wilson is ready to get extended, they're going to have the money, like the QL money, right? It, it fades off by then. Aaron sure. Rodgers is kind of going to be off the books by then. Uh, I, their books are going to be empty when they have to sign their big guys because they know they're going to be strapped for cash. Jermaine Johnson, that's pass rusher. That's the last name we haven't mentioned from the first round last year. Uh, I mean, yeah, those are all three impactful positions that were, if everyone plays well, and like Q Willig, you said too, in two years from now, we could be looking at an extension to, to keep him around. He, if he, I think, I think the Jets would be so excited to keep all these guys and sign these guys as long as they keep playing well. And I think it's a great deal for Q Will to round this out a little bit. Um, that we got because to your point, it's like a two year deal. It's right in our window. He needs to keep performing. He can't take a year off. If he takes a year off, then we're right back into the same conversations we we're having going into the season about it's a make-or-break year, blah, 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 all this stuff. You know, the market was set. He delivered. We got it done. I'm very happy with uh the Q-Will contract. And to your point, I thought it was kind of cool that SpotTrack, you know, kind of pointed out, we we pulled from these other deals and made something happen. And we're not stuck in our ways. We're flexible. JD's willing to get stuff done. He's willing to use the most up-to-date contracts to get some incentives and to help the Jets organization in the long run. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, we have adults in the room. It's it's no question <laughs> about it. And yep. I guess we could jump to the topic that's, I, I mean, for good reason, it is the national news because it's the national NFL show and that's hard knocks. And we talk about adults in the room. At some point, we have to start believing what they're saying, 
right? At, at some point, yes, some of it is BS and they're trying to, you know, lead us astray. I get it. But at some point, we have to take what they're saying at face value. For example, just a couple of weeks ago, feels like years ago, just a couple of weeks ago when Coach <laughs> yeah. Salah was asked about Quinn Williams, he almost laughed it off. Though I'm not worried about it. He's going to get signed. Kind of like, let's just move on. Ask me the next one. Like, do not worry about that. That's all straight. And we kind of took it as words, as lip service, right? Hard knocks. They asked him about hard knocks. He had a pretty hard stance on the fact that number one, they don't want hard knocks. Two, if they get it, they will comply. But three, they really don't want hard knocks. Like, do <laughs> yeah. a sandwich. <laughs> like, uh, of course, the news is we ha- are forced to officially have hard knocks back at one Jets drive, not to be confused with the propaganda show, one Jets drive, who was yep. nominated for like 19 crazy Emmy awards, uh, for how great, how great the propaganda has been. I'm excited to personally see the juxtaposition between the hard knocks negativity, especially because we hate them <laughs> as an organization. So they're going to hate us back. Um, and then the one judge drive, which is literal flower and gold and everything is amazing at every turn you take. The one news that's already come out from Aaron, uh, from Aaron, from, uh, Adam Schefter is the Jets at the very least are not going to like cameras into the cut rooms. Uh, where you get to watch the player be released and then cry and then do a side interview talking about how sad he is and how he's going to come back and how he has chip yeah. on his shoulder. I'm really happy about that. But to be honest with you, I'm not excited about this whole hard knocks business. Aaron Rodgers came out on the, on the golf, uh, was it the golf network that had the interview? I'm not exactly, uh, I'm not sure anymore, uh, which network it was, but he's playing golf. They asked him about whether or not he, is excited about hard knocks right away told the interviewer that they push hard knocks down their throat. Very, uh, you know, pretty graphic. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like they did. I mean, it sounds like the NFL really pushed for this. I mean, I heard a couple things today about how, you know, they were trying to get to the commanders as an alternative, but the sale hasn't really gone through. So, you know, they couldn't do that. So they were looking at other options. And I mean, the whole national media is talking about the jets. So. It makes sense to me that we're stuck with this. It sucks that we're stuck with this because I, I don't like any of this stuff. I feel like we got a good thing going. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want any more attention. I don't want any more of this. I just want to get to the season. Everyone stay healthy and let's have a good season. It, it's, it's inter- it's going to be very interesting to see the difference between hard knocks and, uh, one's jets drive. I wonder, I wonder. I wonder how, how much detail we're going to get on one Jets drive versus hard knocks, like the, the storylines that they're going to kind of pick out. I, I'm very excited to see how that all shakes out. You're going to watch both? Absolutely. Okay. Just making sure. Absolutely. Speaking of hype, it's not all about the front office. It's not all about the media. There's actual hype, Greg. Tickets today for training camp <laughs> came out at 11 o'clock, 11.04. They were sold out. First four practices to go. You're going to have to leave work, your actual job, and go watch other people practice. They're practice. barely going to, they're we're talking about practice. They're <laughs> barely going to interact with you. Um, they're going to act like they hate that you're there, even though they're actually happy that you're there. And it's going to be a uh, hundred degrees. Personally, I can't wait to be there. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible the way I present it. I can't wait to be there, but I'm telling you, there's something special happening when it comes to the New York Jets. It's prefaced by, of course, Aaron Rodgers and the league understands it by putting the primetime games. The league understands it by forcing us to have hard knocks. The league understands it by giving us the first Black Friday game. And it seems like the average Joe Schmo fan also gets it because you the see first Warren, four practices are sold see, out. That's true. You see Warren Sharp, it was a little gambling thing. You see Warren Sharp talking about how we had the easiest schedule by far in the NFL. Based After on like his metrics and stuff based on like rest, matchups, like everything. Like he just listed like three or four things. Like he's like, it's all. 
Well, it seems like Greg has left us uh, for the moment. Um, he was talking about our strength of schedule. So when he gets back in, having some technical difficulties, we'll uh, get him to finish off there uh, with Warren Sharp. But with the New York Jets schedule, the first six weeks, uh, as you see uh, scrolling on the bottom, if you're watching on the YouTube, and if you are watching on YouTube, please give us that like and subscribe. Um, we are having an overhaul here, but... We could use the subscribers, uh, get us monetized on the YouTube side of things. That would be fantastic. Anyway, the first six weeks of the New York Jets schedule is brutal, right? Then we have the week seven bye. Coming back, the October game that everybody cares about the most. I'm so happy we're coming off a bye for the Jets Giants. But then we're, I think we're home versus Chargers. Then we're away to Vegas, back to Buffalo. And then the rest of the schedule is pretty darn easy. However, I caution you, if you're listening to this right now, talking about easy schedules, remember what we thought last year, right? I don't want to think about that Lions game. I don't want to think about the blown coverage on the fourth down. I don't want to think about the Jacksonville game on that wretched Thursday. But the end of the schedule, man, it looks pretty good. The last thing... Uh, that we'll talk about here is the news of Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin has been teasing the Jets, in my opinion, um, for the last couple of weeks. Um, there has been this, uh, mention in, in the rumor mill about how DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook might Join side somewhere. That's definitely not going to be happening as DeAndre Hopkins officially signed with the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans were rumored to give her to Derrick Henry. Now Derrick Henry's not going anywhere. So Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee with Vrabel and Tannehill. Tannehill contract year for him. Derrick Henry contract year for him. DeAndre Hopkins trying to stay back on the map. So, uh, there's that. What's up, Greg? Welcome back. Hey, hey, sorry about that. Hey, all right. We'll uh, we'll get back to you on the, on the strength of schedule. I'm just trying to mention right now a little bit of the Dalvin uh, Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins situation. Yep. Um, in Tennessee, it looks like the holdup, in my opinion, when it comes to now Dalvin Cook, is the money. Right? It, it's the same holdup with Dalvin Cook. It's the same holdup with Quan Alexander. And honestly, it's the same kind of idea in the NFL where it's a non-premium position, according to everybody, and they're not going to pay them, right? We see what's going on with the franchise tags, as Greg mentioned in the beginning. Jacob, Saquon, nobody's getting paid. Even Eckler, earlier yeah. he had the restructure. I mean, no, but none of the running backs are Henry. getting paid. Who doesn't want Derrick Henry, right? <laughs> it's I mean, crazy. Jamal Williams led the league in touchdowns. Sure, some of them were a little bit fugazi. He barely got any cash. So there's a little stigma there. I believe that's the issue. Or, if I'm being quite honest, with safeties, the, it's the same stigma. But what, as soon as we have an injury, Amos got paid immediately. <laughs> so maybe Dalvin Cook is just waiting for that injury around the league. Right? Is Zeke even signed yet? Nope. I'm, 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 Pollard didn't get... Uh, he's he's going to be on the franchise, but... He just got injured, so I understand why. I understand that one out of yep. all of them. But what are your thoughts on uh, D Hop? What are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? And then, before you were so rudely interrupted by <laughs> bad service, let us know what you think about that uh, strength of schedule and uh, Mr. Sharp. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing that he pointed out. I mean, all signs are pointing towards the league wanting us to have a good season, which is awesome to hear as a Jets fan. Um, for D hop, I just think it's interesting. I mean, we, we heard some things from, I don't know if it was from him or from his camp about he wants to win. He wants to be on a contender. The odds certainly looked like it, you know, to start. I put the bet in the instant I heard about it for him to lead the league in passing yards. I don't think that's going to happen in Tennessee with <laughs> Tannehill, Malik Willis, whoever they got down there throwing the ball. Well, so uh, that's, that's Tannehill, man. Yeah, it's Tannehill like, city right now. Yeah. It's looking like a bad ticket, but. I, that's just a weird signing, I think, for them as an organization. I mean, you don't pay A.J. Brown, but instead you, you draft someone in the first round and then you sign him. Um, so, uh, you know, they needed they needed wide receiver help for sure, so they got it. Um, 
And then for the running back situation as a whole, I mean, it seems like league wide that the, the running back position, like we've talked about for a few past few years is just not a premium position pay wise. And it's coming to fruition for a lot of these guys. It's kind of crazy to see. I know it's a, you know, a pass happy league. I didn't think, I didn't think it was this pass happy. I mean, these guys are instrumental in championship winning teams. Not everyone has Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like you need a run game. I know, I know some of the best teams in the league don't have much of a run game, but they're far and few between. So I know one thing that I, that stuck out to me with the Q will contract is, are we sitting on a pile of cash now? Like, do you think we use some of that money to just to pay Dalvin Cook or one of these other guys, you know, whatever the, a little bit of premium, I guess, if you will. Uh, for the market rate for a running back right now, just get someone signed and on the roster. Do you think we kind of waited out a little bit too to see how these kind of dominoes fall around the league with these running backs? Well, it looks like we have at the moment close to 26 mil. I'm not sure if all of our rookies are signed. Uh, I believe they are, but let's just call it 25 mil. Yeah. Uh, at the moment we have cash to spend. Yeah. However, listen, man. If the Jets are serious about being Super Bowl contenders, we need a rainy day fund. Okay. Because our entire season can end if, you know, CJ Mosley gets hurt. It, mm-hmm. it, it can't, it can't end. Like the season can't end if Chuck Clark gets hurt and we can't afford a safety. You know yeah. what I mean? The season doesn't, can't end if, uh, honest to God, like I don't want to put this out. I mean, if one of our premium players, okay, yeah. I'm not, not a name, one of our premium players at any of our positions, whether it's cornerback, whether it's quarterback, whether it's wide receiver, whether it's our tight ends are pretty deep, whether it's D line's pretty deep. Honestly, linebacker really scares me. Yeah. Right? If, any, if there's a major injury anywhere and we're a serious team, we need to have a rainy day fund. That I think, I think that's what the 25 mil is for. I don't think the 25 mil is to give Dalvin Cook 17. Like, I really, I don't think that's what no, it's for. No, but I think pay him $10 million, maybe not all guaranteed, eight guaranteed, 10 million. Let me ask you a question. Two year let contract. Ask, let me ask you a question, Greg. Do you honestly, like deep in your core, like if you had to, be, if you had to bet a like ten grand on it right now, is Corey Davis playing this year with the New York Jets? I know it's a for everyone keeps saying yes, and I just talked about how when Coach says it, just believe it. He says, you know, Corey Davis is staying. Do you think there's any part of you with this non guaranteed money? That's ten mil right there. That's Dalvin yeah. Cook. You could literally trade Corey Davis for Dalvin Cook in a fantasy trade right now. No salary cap mentioned nothing. Yep. Like no once I want your back to go. Dude, I think he's gonna get some time. I think I think if this relationship develops between him and Rogers, I know I don't think he was around for like the OTA stuff or whatever, but if this relationship develops between them, dude, Rogers when he's cooking can feed three wide receivers and Corey Davis would be the third wide receiver. I mean, uh, I think it's uh there's a high possibility. I would say like a sixty percent sixty five percent possibility. Corey Davis has like 800 yards and like eight touchdowns this season. I I really do think it could happen. Wow. Okay, so um, he's staying. Then I think I think at 800 yards and eight touchdowns, he might be the third best wide receiver on this league on this on this team. Like I, I think Rodgers, if he gets going with this, you know, Nathaniel Hackett offense. The last time we saw these two together it was 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. So I'm hoping we get some of that back in New York. We'll see how it goes. So funny. Uh, my cousin turns on, um, my cousin Mikey turns on NFL Network today. The wild card game is on and uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing inter- that interception. Uh, yeah. A couple years ago, he's like, is this what's going to happen? Is this what we all signed up for? So yeah, we have, we have positive vibes. We have negative vibes. We have training camp, Greg, one week away because of this Hall of Fame game. Do we want to talk a little bit about the background stuff of the Hall of Fame game first? Or do we want to talk about the New York Jets depth chart? I'm down to do whatever one you want. Let's do depth chart. Okay. So training camp as Greg leaves. Training camp is all about battles. It's all about which of your players that you've been following that you're irrationally obsessed with uh, is going to get the final nod into the lineup. For me, that 
names usually somebody like Lawrence Cager. <laughs> Shout out to him who's on the Giants now, the converted wide receiver tight end from Georgia. That's sometimes Bam Knight, you know, the running back from NC State that finally got on the map halfway through the season after we made a trade uh for James Robinson. Weird timing. There's always these battles that personally th- this is what this is what makes me uh quote unquote the obsessive Jets fan, right? Like when people call me out, they say, Oh, because you know, you know, you're the one, you know the 53rd player, you know the of course. That's 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 the fun part here. So there's the battles in training camp that are gonna be widely known. Right, we're gonna have cameras everywhere. So there's, there's gonna be the widely known ones, right? There it's gonna be left tackle, right? The Dwayne Brown situation versus Makai Becton. Or is it really just Makai Becton at right tackle? Because there's really, I mean, Billy Turner is really, Billy Turner really going to be the right tackle? Is, do we trust Max Mitchell? You know, with his blood clots, is he good? I, I don't know. So we have the left tackle situation. We also have Makai Becton maybe just filling in there at right. So we have the tackle spots that are really open. We have this center spot that, in my opinion, is more of a challenge. Then it appears on paper. We are, okay. we got Connor, we got Connor McGovern. Oh, what up, Greg? He's back. We got Connor McGovern, who had a tough year. Everybody wants to cut him. We ended up re-signing him for a really small amount of money, and we got the center that the Jets loved and everyone loved going into uh, the draft at Joe Tittman. So sticking on the offense, the offensive line, that for me is where I am paying the most attention. Yes, sure, the tackle position is important. I think it's going to just fill in where Dwayne Brown's left, Makai Becton's right, and it's a contract year for Makai Becton, so he's just going to shut up and, you know, do what he's told and kill it, <laughs> right? Like, all three of those things. That's what that's what players on contract years do no matter the sport. I'm really interested in the center position. Greg, what say you? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I think that... Dude, Dwayne Brown came back for a reason. Uh, he's been a left tackle. He's going to be a left tackle. Um, I think Makai is going to play well. I think he's going to be healthy. He looks slim. He looks fit. He looks ready to go. I love that we got Joe Tittman as a backup, but I think that, you know, we're set with veterans across the league. I mean, there was that, <laughs> I don't know if it was a NFL execs ranking or whatever it was. I don't know if you saw that, but. Elijah Vera Tucker not being ranked in the top, whatever it was, 25 offensive linemen in the league is absolutely insane. So I think he's going to come back ready to go. I mean, he was the best offensive lineman maybe in the league when he was playing every position we needed him to at an all-star level. So he's going to play center. Yeah. The only, (laughs) only thing he didn't do was snap the ball. But other than that, dude, he filled in right, left tackle guard. It didn't matter. The dude was playing at all pro level at multiple positions for a pretty bad team. If we're being honest. So, um, I think he's going to come back ready to go, dude. (laughs) I'm so happy for him. I can't wait to see him get back here and rocking. So I'm ready for this offensive line. I think, you know, barring injury, it's one of our best units on, on, on the field. Wow. that's think, a hot take. Dude, I really do. I mean, our whole problem for the last two years has just been injury after injury after injury, specifically to the tackle position. If we can avoid that and these guys can get on the field together, get in a groove together, you know, ride this wave that is Aaron Rodgers coming to town, I think there's a chance they're, a, you know, a top 10, top 15 unit in the NFL. And that's all you need when you have Aaron Rodgers back there, Brees Hall hopefully hitting home runs at the running back position. And you know, all star wide receivers around the, around you. So you think McGovern's starting week one? I think so. I think so. I would I would let McGovern go, let Tipman learn. I think you know, Tipman's the you know, next year answer, you know, barring any injury. Next year. Yeah. I, I think that's too far. I, honestly I, I Connor yeah. McGovern's never put in a full season, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do think it's hard to bench a veteran coming out and then put him back in. That's just difficult. I do think Connor McGovern will start week one, but listen, man, we have some pretty big boys in the first six weeks. He had some pretty crazy D lines and it ends with the Eagles going into that bye week. I'm telling you, I feel like Joe Tipman could be the guy coming out versus the Giants who also have some, a pretty uh, hefty 
defensive line. What yep. worries me, Greg, is this is basically the offensive line that we've been fielding for the last year or so, and we've been bad. Like Dwayne Brown at left tackle, Lakin Tomlinson at left guard, McConnell McGovern at center, Elijah Vera Tucker at right guard, Mekhi Becton right tackle, and then behind them, Billy Turner or Max Mitchell. Like, that's what we've been running for years, man, it feels like. Maybe a year, maybe two years now. Just I'm, I am worried about it. It feels like we, we made so many, uh, additions, mostly depth wise, right? I feel like Max Mitchell is an addition this year because I never thought he was coming back. Uh, Carter Warren, I am excited about him. We got Yadni Kajusti, you know, those guys, Billy Turner, but nothing to really, you know, excite me. Yep. What are your thoughts on the tight end position? This is another position where I am, um, maybe it's just me at this point. Maybe it's a me thing, Greg. I, I, when you were cut off, I was talking about how, there's always a player or two at the end of the depth charts in training camp that I'm just absolutely obsessed with, whether it's, you know, Lawrence yep. Cager, whether that's Bam Knight, one of these guys. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just a tight end position that gets me going because Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama are absolute locks. Then we have Jeremy Ruckert, who by all accounts has been amazing yeah. so far this offseason. And he's been hanging out there and I was holding him at the garden with him, right? I literally ran into him. I was like, Jer- I was like, Ruckert, he's like, what up? They- He's around, he's around the cool kids, you know, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Then we have our boy Kenny Yaboa. That's another guy who was like in the back of the chart who yep. I'm always, I'm like, all right, Kenny Yaboa, what's up? Zach Kuntz, rookie that we drafted. That's five already, Greg. What yeah, I think it's one man? of our, I think it's one of our deepest spots. I, I think we're going to rock three tight ends. I think Kuntz is in trouble. I think Yaboa <laughs> might be special teams or, you know, a practice squad guy. Rucker, you know, is going to be learning still, growing. You know, it's looked good this offseason. You know, there's injuries. CJ Uzama's, you know, knock on wood, has ha, ha, he was good last season, but, you know, he gets banged up and stuff like that. And, you know, Tyler Conklin's been great, but he's not a, you know, a top 10 tight end in the league. So, you know, to be there's honest, op- there's to be honest Greg, that's one of my most underrated players this year on the entire New York Jets team. Conklin? I think Tyler Conklin is about to have an insane season. I I, I really do. He he, he wasn't even so. there for the OTAs, so he's really under the radar right now. Yeah, I think yeah. Conklin's gonna have a serious, serious season. Man, look what he did with Zach Wilson. Like that. Like that's the perspective that we have to start getting in our brains. Sure. Look what he did with Zach. Look what Garrett Wilson did with Zach Wilson. Look what Brees Hall did with Zach Wilson. They're stacking the box against him. Look what he's doing. I'm excited by Tyler Coughlin. The tight end position is a really exciting position for me. Running back, I we never learned anything from training camp and Hall of Fame game and preseason, so I'm not even going to get excited about it, but I am excited to see Israel. I am excited to see Bam Knight, of course. Mm-hmm. Travis Dye, I mean, you know, we'll see. But talk to me about the defense, Greg. I know there's a problem at linebacker. I understand. But there's no real competition. It's CJ Mosley starting. It's Quincy Williams starting next to him with my boy Chad Surratt behind, which I can't believe he's actually on the roster at this moment. Jamie and Sherwood and Hamza may be fighting for some depth. There's no real fight at the three cornerback spots, right? Maybe Bryce Hall fighting for depth. Maybe yeah. like there's no, there's nothing there. What are your, what are you excited about? Camp competition specifically on the defensive side of the ball. I'm excited to see, you know, huh, maybe someone takes over the number two linebacker spot. Maybe, maybe there's it has to be Quincy. Uh, we paid him. Yeah. To. So maybe someone just is absolutely a dog in the preseason stuff and, you know, solidifies himself. Maybe, maybe solidifies himself as a three and then throughout the season gets an opportunity to play a few snaps and does really well. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how this, how these safeties shake out and what that looks like. So, you know, there's a few different things I'm looking forward to, but that's some of them for the defense. Is this, is this the last time we're going to see Ashton Davis in a Jets jersey or is he going to make it through? I think him and Brees Hall are on the way out. Bryce. Bryce. Excuse me. Bryce. Chill out, bro. We get that clear. Chill out. Safety position. I, I think. Also, this is a, this should be the last time we see Ashton Davis. However, Greg, who are you going to play instead of him in the depth chart? <laughs> right now, it's Avos sure. and Whitehead. And behind them is Tony Adams. That's the guy I'm highlighting. I can't wait to see Tony Adams. And that's it. And then it's Ashton Davis. That's it, man. You got to keep him. <laughs> I mean, if, if Chuck Clark has to tie his shoe, 
<laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, true. They're talking about if, if Amos has a tie shoe, what are we gonna do, man? Like, it, it, we're, we're out of luck. So, um, I'm not really sure uh, if Ashton Davis is gonna leave. I think that, I think he's gonna be here again, despite the fact that there's no longer any kickoffs, really, because you can fair catch it. Anywhere under the 25 and go to the 25 yard line. So that's getting diminished a little bit. I do want to mention, uh, Bernard Converse, the, the, the safety from LSU. I don't know where he's going to end up playing exactly, but that's a player I have my eyes on, especially when it comes to training camp, especially when it comes to depth chart stuff. This is a guy who I'm going to be all over, right? He's not going to be able to crack the three cornerback spots. He's going to have to play a safety. He's not, he he because he could technically fit in that weird you know three safety you know look that the Jets give sometimes with the two linebackers. That's why they tell us that they don't really care about the linebacker spot because they're only going to really play two. They're going to play the third safety, right? Okay, fine. I want to see number twenty nine. I want to see Bernard Converse. I think he's going to be good. So on the defense for me, it's Bernard Converse. It's Tony Adams. Can Chaz Surratt actually do something, man? That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be I mean, cool. I, I love Chaz Surratt, so that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, dude, it's, it's the first time I, you know, I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago or a few months ago at this point about how the first season Robert Sala just had to play a very, very rudimentary basic defense. And then over the years now, he's gotten more to his wide nine, what he wants to run, the personnel that he wants. Um, I think this is the first year really where it's fully up and running. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows what they're doing going into the season. Remember going into last season, there was a lot of tw- Jets Twitter fans talking about Ulbrich needs to be fired That's going great. into the season. And Thank now you. we're, a, you know, a top 10 defense, number one defense in some categories. And we look like we're just studded out on defense. This is the least amount of holes I can remember having on a defense going into a season. So, um, in a long time. So when, when you look at our defensive line on paper, it's actually insane. Like John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Quentin Jefferson, Carl Lawson is an insane four behind them. We have Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald on the edges. That's crazy. We have Solomon Thomas, who didn't have a great season, uh, you know, according to PFF. If you're watching tape, he had some frustrating plays. He also had some good plays. And then we have Al Woods. So we really have three defensive tackles, like Quinton Williams, Quentin Jefferson, and Al Woods. We have, I would say, five real pass rushers in John Franklin Myers, in Carl Lawson, in Will McDonald, in Jermaine yep. Johnson, in Bryce Huff. Sorry, six. Michael Clemens. <laughs> I, you yep. know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm this, uh, and I, I kind of want to, uh, I'm ready for Michael Clemens on hard knocks. Uh, that's a good one. I'm ready for Michael Clemens on hard knocks for the whole world to meet Michael the Clemens. The whole world to see Michael Clemens. Um, I do, I would guess that they're going to do a whole, uh, segment on Solomon Thomas, uh, mental health awareness. That, yep. that, 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 that's a big guess of mine. But yo, I, oh, they're definitely going to do a Justin Hardy piece. Like the, the 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 vocal leader, special teams gets everyone hyped. Definitely, I like that. But yo, let me ask you this, Greg. Do you think that Bryce Huff is going to make it the entire season on the New York Jets? No. And that's not an injury question. That's a, no. I think he's going to get traded for yeah. someone for a piece that we need. Or or is Bryce Huff that prototypical? As Greg leaves me, you're in the middle of my question again. Greg, I'm going to kill you in your service. Is Bryce Huff the prototypical, and I'm going to say it, pass rusher who makes it to the Super Bowl or basically the AFC Championship and has such a big impact on the game that the team simply can't afford him, right? Is he going to be, you know, our NBA version of Bruce Brown? Is he going to be the NFL version of, you know, uh, Clark, is he? Gonna, that's what I think Bryce Huff is going to be. I think Bryce Huff is going to be that guy who everybody knows physically cannot stay on the Jets next year because of you know the depth, 
because of, you know, just how it looks, just the money is going to be his big contract. I, I, I'm, I'm very curious about it. Right? We put that second round tender on him this year. We obviously value him very high. He's obviously very good. However, he's used very sparingly. And now we added another, uh, edge in McDonald. Uh, it's it's really interesting uh, what's going to happen with this Bryce Huff, uh, Michael Clemens situation. I, who's going to tell Michael Clemens uh, that he can't play because uh, Bryce Huff is ahead of him, or that because Will McDonald's ahead of him? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's going to be uh, a bit wild for me. But I do agree with Greg here. I do think Bryce Huff might not make it the whole season, but there's some part of my brain. I don't know what it is. There's some part of my brain. He's just going to be that guy that does so well in the playoffs. And just kills it. And it's just, and we're going to be thinking, wow, the Jets are never going to have this team again. We're never going to have this, these players assembled here again, right? Because Chuck Clark, he, he, I know he's not here. He got injured, but he would be on, you know, he's on a one year deal. So who knows if he's going to be back, right? We have Carl Lawson. Yeah. He restructured. We don't know if he's going to be back, right? We had John Franklin Myers, his contract's running out. We don't know if he's going to be back. Whitehead, we don't know if he's going to be back. So things are going to change all over the defense. This is the one year where everyone's together. Feels like Bryce Huff is that last piece, that piece that someone, you know, like, I don't even know. Someone like the Cardinals next year is going to be like, yo, we have to pay this guy 15 mil. Look <laughs> at his numbers. You know what I mean? That, that's, that, that's what I'm looking at there. But man, Greg, am I excited about this Jets training camp? I am excited about this offseason. I'm excited about training camp being sold out. I'm going to be there for uh the Tampa Bay. Shout out to my boy Todd Bowles coming back into town. I'm going oh, to I love that. That's amazing. No Tom Brady, Todd Bowles, give it to me. Aaron Rodgers in town. If we're we're going to crush we are going to crush crush Todd Bowles' defense in practice. I want Aaron Rodgers to laugh at the Tampa Bay defense, just like he laughed at our defense when we had yep. the joint ranks with Green Bay. Oh, that would make me so happy, Greg. That would, nothing would make me happier on earth, actually. So that's a programming note here. We, we're working on some things. I know the YouTube, it's, we're, we're working on some things here because we're trying to transition into the full jet season. We're still going to do, we're going to start again with the two episodes, right? With the, with the, after the game, we're going to do the live right after. We're going to have yep. the preview for Wednesday. Um, during the week, we're going to get the Nick stuff going. We're going to change up the name here. We're going to do some stuff. All right. Some things are happening behind the scenes, but we'll be back here after the Panthers preseason game. Right. Yes. That's the note on our, uh, program for Nick's Jets, et cetera, as it stands. So we'll talk to you then. But Greg, I forgot we haven't talked about this on air. The Hall of Fame game. First game coming up. Jets reporting into training camp less than a week away because of it. Tell me one thing, Greg. Tell me one freaking thing. Was I right about number 24? Was I right about Darrell Reeves? About all this hoopla about Darrell Reeves. Oh, he's the best Jet to ever. Oh, he's the best Jet to ever live. We love Reeves. Come teach us. Let's look at him. Let's all come tell. Let's come back to the building, bro. He held out. He's the reason why Hard Knocks was a joke last time he's here. He went to the dark side. Yeah. Got a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in New England. What else do you want? What else do you want? You know what I'm talking about? I, dude, I, I, I don't, and he came back and killed our cap for, for, for a, a past performance contract. What do we like about this guy? Now he's, 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 he's yelling at Joe Klecko, our boy. Oh. Yeah, he's wilding on Twitter streets. <laughs> Dude, I think and I was the right Saki about Samuel are going nuts. I think I was right about Darrell Revis being a, so a, a not so great guy yelling at Nick Mangold. However, the Asante Samuel stuff was amazing. And shout out to Hoodie Johnson, our boy Lee Valentin. Go catch him at um, his comedy shows in the city. Season ticket jet holder. But you all know him as Hoodie Johnson. That was a, a, a really good. Um, bit by him. As Asante, Asante Samuel, Asante. Oh man! So in in the Twitter streets, uh, Revis is wilding. Um, 
he should just shut his mouth, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's trying to prove out here. Uh, he was a good defensive player. I had his jersey. He was cool. But he went to the Patriots. I didn't want a Super Bowl. And he came back and he was annoying. He held out. You know, caused a, a circus for us, Rex Ryan, the whole thing. So I'm not on the, I'm not on the Revis bandwagon like everyone is. He was great. I love him, but I'm glad everyone is coming home a little bit. Uh, when it comes to number 24 and the New York Jets. I, I promised a, uh, a little bit of, um, an update here on the Knicks as well. If you're still here, uh, it's, it's uh, enough of the Jets talk. So if you don't, if you only here for the Jets, thanks for coming. Uh, like, subscribe to our YouTube, hit us up on Apple, Spotify. Um, but otherwise, Knicks stuff, man. The New York Knicks, Summer League, Jalen Martin, QJ Jefferson. I mean, they had a great summer league. It was really fun to watch. Jericho Sims is coming back. It wasn't all the, the, the hoopla that it's been the last couple of years. Yes, I agree. I mean, no quickly's not there. Obadiah's not there. Shout out to Obadiah. Shout out to Obi. Uh, we'll get that. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But I'm, 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 I'm excited where, um, the Knicks farm system is going. Shout out to coach Dice. Right, one of the assistants, uh, he was a coach for, for the summer league. The QJ Jefferson, the, the QJ story was unbelievable. You have to hear his perspective about the summer league. I love that coach Tibbs is watching tape on summer league and telling the guys how to be good and, and literally making uh, lineup changes with the assistant coach in summer league. I mean, get to a coach who loves basketball, loves your team as much as coach Tibbs. No matter what anyone says, man, he loves basketball so much. And I love him so much for loving basketball so much. So the Knicks Summer League, that was, you know, that was nice. They showed that their, uh, their farm system is looking good. I'm excited to see some of those boys play in Westchester. I don't think any, any of those players are going to be playing on the NBA <laughs> Knicks this year. All right. So there's nothing, there's nothing like that to be excited about, which for Knicks fans is weird. Uh, that is not what we're used to the last couple of years. Usually those players are, are fighting for minutes, right? On the other hand, with the trade deadline, Greg, and this is where I want, this is where I want to hear some of your insight here, man. I mean, not trade deadline. We had the, the, the opening, the free agency. Knicks, team friendly player option with Josh Hart, promised to pay him more, which is a uh, team friendly on the deal. Moving OB for nothing, opening up some money. Evan Fournier is going to get traded 100%. Is there a deal out here for the Knicks, Greg, that, that you see coming? Is there a deal that you want that you want to see coming, or are you just trying to run it back right now? Just run it back. I mean, dude, what was the OB? An eighth overall pick? Ninth overall pick? And we traded him for two second rounders? I mean, that's not going to lead to a win. That's not a winning formula. So um, I think that historically the Knicks have not been great in these offseason, you know, big-time trade deals. Like there was what, Paul George was getting thrown around a couple weeks ago. Big names get thrown around, tons of first round picks. I think that's so stupid to your point. I think the farm system, some of the, some of the guys we've been drafting over the last few years has been, have been turning out okay. Just keep rocking with what we got. Jalen Brunson looks like he's the real deal. I still hate Julius Randle, but it is what it is. Just let it rock. Hate him all you want. He's here forever. Unless, unless Joel Embiid, which came out in the news today, made some noise because he had an interview and they're taking stuff out of context and I agree with it. If if it's for Joel Embiid, yeah, I see Randall. Otherwise, guys, Randall's here forever. That's yeah, it. so move on. He's here. He's here forever. If you want to talk big players getting traded, you think Grimes and RJ, but really RJ. Like that's yeah, the like big guy that'll Stephen get traded. A had the clip a couple couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, about how KD and Kyrie cost himself half a billion dollars by going to the Nets over the Knicks. I think that's a hundred percent true. I think people are realizing that. So I think just let it rock. Keep making the playoffs. Offs, keep developing this young talent, but eventually we'll start getting people to sign here and just sign people in the free agency. Keep your picks, keep drafting. That's the winning formula. Don't try to be the Suns and make the super team out of nowhere. It's never going to work. Just keep riding it out. I'm I'm happy with the playoffs right now for the Knicks. I don't have championship aspirations for this team. But honestly, though, who are you scared of in the East? Who in the East? The Celtics, look, the look, Heat, the Bucks. Okay, okay, hold on. Celtics with 
Christoph Porzingis and Malcolm Brogdon and no Marcus Smart. You're scared of them and Jalen Brown yep. about to get paid. Oh, I am not. I'm not. They're not. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. They have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're better. Both those guys are better than like head, head and shoulders better above Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. Yeah, but we have a full team. I mean, they even lost Grant Williams, who is defending their best play. They don't. I'm not scared of them in the playoffs. They're not a juggernaut to me. Right. You move on to the heat. Let's say they, let's say they don't do anything right now. They're a joke of a team. Let's say they do trade for Dame Lillard. They're going to have nobody. It's going to be the three. Yes. Bam, Jimmy and Dame and literally nobody else. <laughs> like I don't even think Highsmith is going to, is going to be on the team. So I think he's going to get traded. Like literally yeah. nobody's going to be on the team. I don't know how that's a winning formula. Right. Let's jump to the Bucks. You're, you're, they're looking at the guy who was swearing by the Bucks all season. Why is nobody talking about the Bucks? Take a feature on the Bucks. This is the year that Jan's going to kill it. Brooke Lopez, defensive player of the year. Nobody's talking about them. Drew Holiday says he's going to retire in a couple of years. This is the year. They get hurt every single year. Middleton's back. Great. Giannis, hurt. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, if, if I had to rank them, yes, I'm scared of the Bucks more than anybody else. But okay, let's say I'll give you those three teams. Even though I don't really agree. I really agree with one. I'll give you the three. Next to me, the fourth seed? Like, okay. I, I, I just... Yeah, I that's know. what I'm saying. Make the playoffs, be competitive. I don't think, uh, dude, we just got so, I think we got so exposed by the heat. Like you're talking about how you don't need a big team, like you, or you need a big team to make a, to make it run. You don't need a big team. You just need better players. You need three better players than the other team. And the heat had three better players than our, than our best players. So a big thing with the heat, they lost Gabe Vincent. I know on paper, nobody cares about that, but he's going to be a huge. Asset for the Los Angeles Lakers, man. He's gonna be the yep. biggest X factor, and everyone's gonna love, fall in love with him because he's in LA. But the, look, the Knicks got DiVincenzo, and everybody's laughing at it because he's from Villanova, and he's you know he's just some guy. I like him though. Yeah, and, and Golden State, he's a beast, man. DiVincenzo's yeah. a beast. That's what we're missing versus the Heat. We're missing defense in the perimeter, and we're missing a three point shooter, right? Josh Hart, when he pretended to be a three point shooter, that's when we won the games. You know, when RJ decided to play like he was out of this world, that's when he won the games, man. I I am excited about this next season, dude. It's the East is weak. The East yeah. is weak. Chicago stinks. Orlando stinks. <laughs> like I'm not The East is the weak. I agree weak. with you, like DiVincenzo, like the Pacers stink. He's what we need, but we don't need DiVincenzo. We need like a like a like a high caliber DiVincenzo. That's where that's where I think you and I disagree. Like we like you need People that are higher level than Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle to compete for a championship. So we don't have that right now. I don't think we should trade four first round picks and a, an RJ Barrett and a bunch of assets to get one of the three guys we need. So just give it some time. I think if we get two guys with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, now we're all of a sudden we're talking. You want me to tell you my prediction right here before we move on to a little uh, update on the Yankees and Mets before we get out of here? Oh, sure. I might freeze again and disconnect if we want to talk, talk about the Mets just on that. <laughs> this time is on purpose. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, number 45, Donovan Mitchell is going to request a trade at the trade deadline. And I hope we don't York, trade for him. And to go to the New York Knicks. I, 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 I legitimately think that's going to happen. Yeah, sure. Uh, dude, you yeah. had your chance. I don't know what to tell you. No, it's like, going to be no. cheaper. It's going to be cheaper. Yeah. I mean, like, what are we going to, what will we trade for him? Two first round picks and a player? Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, I, I, I do think that's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, maybe even two players. They love yeah. Mitch Robinson. They think this Mitch is, Robinson is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Just, just don't like, dude. As the NBA market has gone absolutely bonkers with trading for players, like Rudy Gobert, five first round picks. Well, that, like, that's never gonna happen about? again. That's never gonna happen again. Good. I hope it never happens again. But yeah. even some of these other players, three first round picks, like, like yeah. what are we doing right now? Like, yeah. dude, just calm down. I get that the <laughs> NBA draft isn't as good as some of the other drafts in other leagues, but just chill out, keep the picks. <laughs> Let's make this thing happen. The Knicks have a Sign million picks. People. The Knicks have a million picks. I keep hearing that, but we didn't have any picks this season. I can't, all I hear from people is we have a million picks. We didn't have any one of the first round this year. We traded for, we traded for Josh Hart. Pretty good first yeah, round. That's what I'm saying. We traded for Josh Hart. Like stop <laughs> trading these picks. Oh, that's a good Stop pick, doing man. it. That was a good trade. That was a good yeah, trade. Yeah. Josh Hart was great for like a series. No, but here's the thing, man. Because you traded for Josh Hart, he was able to pick up that player option, the team friendly, which now you could extend them on your own books. If you don't do that, you can't, you have to literally now decide. Do you want DiVincenzo or do you want Josh Hart? And guess what? If you just pick one of them, it's not going to do anything. 
No, we saying, could have both. All I'm saying is I'd rather have a first round pick this year than Josh Hart. It would have been who oh man. I should know this off the top of my head. I'll pull it up. Uh, I forgot who got twentieth the twentieth overall pick. Yeah, twenty fifth like overall pick. Yeah, yeah. It's a it fucking a- lottery ticket. Who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> with the twenty fifth overall pick? I know what I'm getting with Josh Hart. Yeah, it's good. I like what I got with Josh it- Hart. It's good. <laughs> it's not great. I need great if we're going to win something. It's good. Oh, no, I like Josh Hart. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, I like Josh Hart, too. He's cool. He's a New York guy. Got the New York stuff going. Got the braids, all that stuff. He likes music. Okay, cool. But, dude, <laughs> we're trying to win championships here, my guy. Josh Hart ain't doing it for you. Bro, I mean, we we have made some great draft picks. I agree. We also drafted Trevor Keels. So let's just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> we're right. Man, I'm not saying we're great in the drafting department, but I want the picks. I want the shot. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, all I know is the Knicks are going to win the first ever midseason tournament. Yes. I, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to so hang up a band. I'm going to literally Everyone's hang gonna up a sit. Band. We're going to win that chicks. <laughs> Greg. Uh, Greg kind of got a gang, you Freaking upstate New York and this heat. Sheesh. All right. Give you a little bit of a, a Yankees update here before we get a little Mets update. Uh, from Greg, but oh, real quick on the um, on the Knicks on the NBA midseason tournament, split up into groups. Looks like the World Cup. However, the those are regular season games. Like you're not WNBA already does this. You don't even know that they count for something else, right? Like in soccer, in the English Premier League, their number one league, they have a different cup called the FA Cup, which the games don't count for the, like th- these games count for the NBA regular season. The only difference is the final four, like they have a final four in Vegas. Those four don't count for the actual regular season standings. Right. So then that's where the money comes in, where the player incentive you get, what is it? Like a half a million if you win, stuff like that. So I do think the players are going to care about it. Uh, I do think that whoever wins the championship is going to get clowned, no matter who it is. Literally, you could pick any team. If it's the Warriors, they're going to get clowned. If it's LeBron, they're going to get clowned. If it's the Knicks, get, like literally any team, Orlando, no, no matter who wins this midseason tournament, they're going to get clowned for it. So I'm ready to embrace it. I'm really excited about it. But to the Yankees, man, oh man, are our baseball teams down bad? And yeah. dude, how can you even, can you write up this script? I mean, going into this season, uh, we, I mean, yes, the, the, the New Jersey Devils, they got a good, they got a good player, but they were supposed to stink. They played absolutely amazing, right? The Rangers were supposed to be absolutely amazing. We got Patrick Kane. They stunk, right? <laughs> yep. the, the Yankees and the Mets, like everywhere I look, it was like Yankees or Mets to win World Series minus or, or, or like, yeah, like minus 110, like the field, like minus two. Like, what are we talking about? The Yankees and the Mets suck right now. I, Terrible. I, it is the worst baseball I've seen. And every time I think the Yankees are on the come up, right? Because I can't pay attention to more than one crappy baseball team. I, I literally can't. So whenever I think the Yankees are more of a come up, they just fall right to the ground, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Rodon is coming back. I was getting hyped about the pitching, right? I'm just in my own lane. Everyone's freaking out about the hitting. We had a couple bad games. Okay. We lost like 15-1 or whatever it was. Uh, and it was like, oh, we only got one hit, one run. Sure, we give up fifteen. Even if we, even, even if everyone you know goes four for four, we're probably still gonna lose that game. So, in my opinion, the pitching was coming together. Right? I can't stand Wandy, but he was, uh, you know, he's doing all right. You know, I can't stand Clark Schmidt, but okay, like something's happening. Apparently, Clark Schmidt, when you put him in a trade rumor, he's Babe Ruth. But when <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the worst pitcher, I don't understand. Anyone, I don't get it. You know, I don't. People are watching different things. Josh Donaldson now, after the season, okay, things are looking good, right? Aaron Judge, he looks like he might come back. Stanton, on a tear, but we're losing to the Rockies. We can't beat the Rockies. We can't beat the Cubs. Bro, what is going on, man? Oh, my God, I'm dying watching these Yankees. We're In the league where half the league makes the playoffs, the extra wild card spot, I can't believe the Yankees right now are are looking out. And it's so interesting. They're looking out. Um, third is the Houston Astros. I mean, the MLB this year is absolutely bananas, right? Yeah. Uh, the Pirates were, were on top. The Reds were on top. Now they've fallen from grace. The Angels were on top for a second. Otani might be traded. Man, 
What are your thoughts on the baseball, man? What are your thoughts on the Yankees? What are your thoughts on the Mets? Is Otani coming to New York? What's up? I hope so. It sucks. They suck. We all suck. I mean, dude, the Mets have been so bad. It's it's a fatal combination of the pitching's not good and the hitting's not good. Um, that never equates to anything Shoulder's good for gone, your huh? team. Showalter's gone. What's up? Showalter's gone. Buck. Yeah, I think so. Unless we can turn this season around. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's happened. I, I can't, as a fan, I can't pinpoint what the issue is. Um, you know, no one's looked good. The whole team, no one's looked good. I think there's a chance that maybe it's just we were reading our own press clippings going into the season and the whole entire team just got a little too confident, a little too excited and we stink. But dude, we, our pitching is terrible and we can't hit a freaking baseball. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You go to play the Dodgers. You just get absolutely <laughs> smoked every single game. It's like, like, what are we doing? We had better odds to, to win the, uh, to win the World Series than they did going into the season. So, uh, I just don't understand where we're at right now. It's crazy. It's tough to see. And of course, as always, the Dod, uh, the, the Braves are the best team in baseball. So Bro. I have to watch that every, every single day on my Twitter feed. It's like, all right, we get it to hit six home runs. Like, all right, like, cool. Dude, like, the Braves are unbelievable. Yeah, the best team, like the world has ever <laughs> seen. And I'm here, like, dude, I have Verlander or Scherzer. What's going on? Like, can we do anything? Yeah, Alonzo Lindor. Yo, whenever I see like the top contracts and Lindor's name is on there, it blows my mind every time. It actually, blow, and I remember the days when I was a stupid Yankee fan. Oh, we need Lindor. We need Lindor. Oh Dude, my Lindor's God. been fine. Like that's the only thing that yeah. I will say. Like, and maybe I'm a crazy Mets fan, but the fact that he didn't get put in this All Star game and the people that they're putting in over him is absolutely insane. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I play the honest card for a second here. I'm watching sure. the All-Star game. Bro, I know like half the players. Like, you know, like it, it started to be hockey for me. Like, I yes. know half the MLB players. I know everybody on the Yankees. I know everybody in the, in the, in the AL East. But then it falls off pretty hard for me. Like, starting pitchers around the AL, yes. But like, man, I don't know a relief pitcher, you know, on the Mariners, dude. No way. It, like, you know, I, I legit don't, I didn't know a single bullpen player. <laughs> Yeah, it goes for me. It goes, it comes and goes with how the Mets are. Like last season, I was really into baseball. So like I have the MLB that's network. True. I was watching, you know, yeah, all the games. I was gambling all over the place. So I knew people like <laughs> this season. I'm not. So yeah, this year baseball sucks. Yeah. All right. That's our, that's our, uh, that's our quick hits on, uh, on the Knicks and baseball here. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that, that little et cetera piece, but we, we have to get it off our chest. Um, we love sports. We're here for it. But of course, this episode was about the New York Jets. Training camp is here. Hall of Fame game is here. Carolina Panthers game is here. No Sam Darnold anymore. Shout out to him. Hmm. Greg, have you watched the quarterback series on Netflix? No, I haven't yet. Dude, it's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm like savoring it. Like I don't want to keep pressing the continue button because I don't want it to end. It's really good. Um, Obviously, the ranking is Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Mariota, and everything in life, uh, but also in the show. Uh, it's really cool. A lot of cool insight about the game and how they get prepared and everything they say on the sideline. I mean, it, it's a really cool insight. Uh, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on next year. It's going to be really interesting. Maybe like another rookie like Anthony Richardson. I don't know. It's going to be cool. Another guy who might get cut like Mariota. It would be, this could be a really, this could be way better than hard knocks in my opinion. Uh, with no knock to hard knocks. Pun intended. All right. That wraps it up for this episode. I'll see my way out after, uh, a terrible pun. You know what it is. Thank you for joining us. Ashley's off the chain. Thanks for joining us. Hitting us up in the comments. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you don't, even if you're not watching us on YouTube, just go to it, like and subscribe to us. They lowered uh, the subscriber monetization, so hit us up there. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we are on Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon on all the audio. So if you give us a five star, leave us a comment there. We appreciate that. We're also on the Fan Side Network. That's where we're assigned to. We're a Fan Side podcast. We're on the Jet Press. We're on the Daily Knicks. So hit us up there. 
And yeah, if you have if you have any comments about the Jets, you have any questions, hit us up. Who are you excited about in the training camp? What do, what do you want to see the Knicks do? What are your thoughts on this treacherous baseball season? Are you hyped about hockey? Messi's in Miami. Women's World Cup. Men's National Team Gold Cup. Like, tell us what you're hyped about. Let us know. Let us know what you think about this Jets preseason. I really what you want to see come out of it because when we come back, we're going to be in full throttle and we're going to do our Jets, our annual Jets predictions. So that'll be fun. Other than that, Greg, any last words for the people? No, man. Ready for this? I'm ready to go full throttle. Like I'm looking. I was trying to see if the VSync college football previews out yet. I'm ready. I'm in the. I'm looking at. I don't know. May, may or may not renew the fantasy dynasty league this week. Get those juices going a little bit. See who's on the roster. Who's ready to go. Like I'm gearing up, but I also want to enjoy the summer. So taking a little break. If anything major comes up, we'll be on. We'll cover it. We'll talk about it. We'll be here to you know interact with you guys. Like, subscribe. Let us know what you think in the comments. And then once the season comes back, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. Very excited for this season. It's going to be incredible. Let's go. Let's go, Jets. Did you see Aaron Rodgers with the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets chant? So sexy. J-E-T-S Jets. And yo, go check out Lee Valentin's Twitter. Just came out right now with the Hoodie Johnson sells out practice tape. Love it. You got to go watch it. Love you guys. Peace out.